Yeah. So, with that being said, and half nakedness or whatever, welcome to Wrestling is Trash, a nonsensical wrestling podcast where we talk about professional wrestling past, present, and quite possibly the future. So, uh, speaking of the future, we in the future of 2020, and the internet is prevalent, and you can talk all kind of shit to motherfuckers from across the globe, in the states, and wherever the hell you at. You can talk to a motherfucking space if you really wanted to. But right now, I'm talking to four motherfuckers up in here in the chat with me. We got one Mr. Brian from the UWO. We got one Mr. Carl Bird over here. We got Nick Anacelli. And we have one new contender in the Wrestling This Trash Arena. So, my man down here, I know you got Casey and JoJo on your damn name pocket or whatever. But, but, but as it is uh, with talk tradition, the new combatant the arena has to introduce themselves and they have a new japan 20 count to uh tell us why why and how they got introduced to professional wrestling so your 20 count starts now all right what's going on everybody kyle chapman one third of the uwo podcast myself brian and eddie eddie's not here right now but uh, in terms of how i got into wrestling i am my own my uncle Sam, uh, Lord rest his soul, when I was in South Carolina, also when I was in Rhode Island, made sure when I was in Rhode Island that WWF was on every Saturday morning. Got introduced to, you know, the Macho Man's, the Ricky Steamboat's, but what really made me fall in love with it was the WCW when I got to South Carolina when I was young age. The, the Sting, the Ric Flair rivalry, the Four Horsemen, everything about it. I fell in love with it. Beautiful, and I'm watching ever since. That's it. Word. So... Who is safe to say, since you, I mean, you started way back then, right now, currently, here in 2020, you know, over the whole lifespan of your fandom, who is your favorite professional wrestler? Um, in terms of my personal favorite or the greatest of all time? Your personal favorite. I'm asking you. Oh, man. Not, that would be the limousine riding, jet flying, and kiss, stealing, willing, dealing, son of a gun. Oh. Very well, very well. One, one, Mr. Ric Flair. <laughs> Word. So, gentlemen, I've asked you also here because. Thing, by the way, also surface thing. Surface thing. All right, the blonde-haired box top dude, Max, <laughs> the Max Headroom version. <laughs> but gentlemen, I've asked you here because I mean, wrestling this trash is just where we all get get here, and we just they're going Get into a whole bunch of shenanigans and whatnot about professional wrestling. I had my boy Anomaly on here yesterday, and we talked hell of New Japan and AEW, how they're doing such a good job, you know, to us. I mean, that's every that's not everybody's opinion. But um, how, how are we doing in this climate as far as keeping up with professional wrestling? I know you two gentlemen down here do a wrestling-specific podcast. So, I mean, what's... What's your current up-to-date schemes with what's going on in the world of professional wrestling? What, what's your most recent thing that you saw? Would you like me to go first? Anyone. Uh, okay, well, shit. Um, personally, right now, uh, I'm enjoying the landscape of pro wrestling. I'm enjoying what Impact Wrestling is doing. We've been championing that for a while now on the show. Um, we think they've done a remarkable job of rebuilding that name, especially after what happened with the Hardy situation and fuck that owl and all that fun shit. Um, it, it's really good to see how that company has like come together and you know supported each other whether it was when tessa was champion they were backing her up for a while uh when it was sammy taking the low with ove 
um, with a team like the North, who was killing it for a year. Uh, and now with Slammiversary that just happened, where they got a nice little buzz. And on our show, we all agreed that it was it was the best pay-per-view of that past weekend. Um, and it, it's really cool to see what... Yes, yeah, Costas, yeah. Um, it's really cool to see what they're doing right now. Uh, AEW and NXT is a fun rivalry for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy watching both shows. I don't watch them side by side like I did back with the Monday Night Wars was the thing. Um, I watch it as if, like, you know, I'll give AEW the Wednesday night because they're still new. They're trying to, like, establish themselves in the business in the business right now. Uh, and I save NXT for Thursday because, for me, it gives me a clear viewing of what I'm watching. So when I uh, come around to Sunday and we're comparing the two, it's very easy for me to, you know, call back to what happened in NXT and not be swayed by what occurred at the same time on AEW. So I'm able to talk about either one. So to me, that's like bringing more fun back into pro wrestling. I'd, very well. I'd say for me, uh, honestly, Monday night's the only night I don't look forward to wrestling. <laughs> Agreed. Raw's just killing me. I love Drew McIntyre being champ. Just, I love the Street Profits. But, and I'm loving this whole MVP thing they got going. But besides that, like I'm going to watch in an hour and a half, probably just like the rest of us here will. But... Like Wednesday, you get excited because I'm loving an NXT. I'm I'm on the Carrying Cross train, probably just like a lot of other people. Obviously, I'm on the Dynamite train. I think it's awesome how you see a dude like Orange Cassidy in the main event. That's awesome. Nope. And then even like I said, I dabbled into Impact Plan so it's pretty good. Overall, Monday's the morning that I just sit there, and that's where I catch myself doing a lot of this and bullshit with Rob. Or yeah, like, catch me doing a lot of this. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> Mondays the only thing that's telling me, and it sucks because Raw was like, what? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> for me, I try to catch everything. I'm starting to pick up on uh, what's been going on with Impact with the latest buzz from the Slammiversary shows. Um, as far as Wednesday nights, most of the time AEW gets the wit, you know, gets, you know, gets my channel, gets my view. Um, depending on what NXT is doing, and I try to catch NXT later on. Um, Friday nights, I'm usually never home. And then Sundays, you know, just in case there's a pay per view, I either me and my girl we watch 90 Day Fiance together. So then I have the, yeah. I have the. <laughs> pay-per-view on the iPad and then I have the UWO on my phone. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take that. Thank you. Thank you. And then I'm usually like in commute on Mondays. Like I watch a little bit of Raw and then I'm in commute going into my overnight, which I'll be doing later on tonight. And then I'll catch the rest of Raw while I'm working, but uh, it's usually just on. So um, I try to appreciate, you know, the good stuff. I know Raw hasn't been like hasn't been what it should be you know possibly for like the past year but I still try to find like little things that are you know that you can still enjoy like I don't just go go ahead and watch it and just be like oh yo this shit's trash like no I'll actually try to find some good in what's going on in the, on the main roster stuff so. word that's why I'm definitely I feel you on that, man. Me, uh, number one, I do a podcast every Sunday, so I'm pretty much 
obliged to watch wrestling. But um, in terms of everybody crapping all over Monday Night Raw, I'm, I'm the opposite, man. I find stuff in Monday Night Raw that I enjoy, and I roll with it, man. I'm, I'm loving the Hurt Business. I love the Marina Vegas new faction. Again, I love the Hurt Business. I'm Drew McIntyre. I think it's absolutely killing And people say that, you know, Dolph Ziggler, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't deserve it. Did you not watch the match? It was actually pretty good. But yes. anyway, um, TNA, TNA, I'm loving it. And just for all you guys know, Bruce, that's my homie. Um, <laughs> he found the belt, man. <laughs> <laughs> he found it. But I love but, it. Uh, on that. Well, shit, that's like um, Eric Young was doing that, wasn't he? Yeah. A while back, he found some shits and he was just like, I, I have the belt now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, but I, honestly, during this whole pandemic, MK Arena, talent, and um, audience, honestly, man, in my opinion, and um, there's somebody that's really called me beautifully bold. <laughs> beautiful bold. Anyway, um, Brian, me, uh, Brian actually brought up a good point because not for nothing, this is showing everybody in terms of in ring talent who can go. You know what I mean? You're not focused on how the uh, crowd or the audience can actually give you what you're focused on. Are you putting on a good match and am I entertained? And not for nothing, I've been enjoying it. Word. I guess the, the thing that pisses me off about Raw is they have so much talent that's better than what they're letting them do. Like Ricochet, Cedric Alexander. Just because they can't talk down the mic that They got a win on Monday. They, they, they did. did. They, they did. did. They did. <laughs> needs to drop this Messiah thing because he's better than a month. He's a great, he can be a great deal. He saw that in 2015 and 14. Yep. This Messiah thing ain't it. Hey, there's our man. Oh, shit, we got the comments. There's our man. But yeah, you know what I mean? Just... Well, I mean, a couple of people in here brought up Impact, so I, I kind of want to touch on that and everything. So, Jackson. Um, what do you think about the decision to put the belt on Deanna Peraza already? Me and him, because we completely see different. Kyle, you go first. I can't. I thought that was the wrong decision. I honestly don't see what's so good about it. I'm being dead serious when I say that, man. Brian tries to school me every week, and every week my mind don't change, dude. She's a less polished Ronda Rousey. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. The they, I think it was just an FU. <laughs> I, I, this is the way I look at it, and we discussed this on the show, right? Uh, a lot of people don't actually know who Deanna Perazzo is. And I don't say that in a negative way. I don't say that in, like, a smart mark way. Man. <laughs> but, but no, like, a lot of people don't know her work and don't know what she's actually capable of. I've actually had the opportunity to see her from, like, Ring of Honor days. I, I've seen her in the earlier Impact days during that little trial period they were going on with her. Um, I've heard the name for enough times, and I know B-Rob, you said this before, that you've heard the name enough to know when you actually see the person, like, like the, the thing's there, like you know it's there. Mm-hmm. And I trust what I've seen with this girl. I've seen her live here with uh, NXT in Providence against, I mean, not, I'm sorry, not Providence, in uh, Boston with Bianca Belair. The girl can work, the girl can definitely work. And when it comes to like characters and stuff like that, it takes time for people to get behind the character. Do I agree with the fact that she should have got the belt right off the rip? No. I think they should have done something like and swerved them around a little bit and maybe built the storyline a little bit longer. But at the same time, it, it would still make her look strong, too. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like Impact is looking at a change. They're trying to do something different right now. So I get along with the buzz of bringing in the guys like, you know, the Good Brothers and EC3 returning and EY and now Brian Myers is coming in. 
You got the machine guns returning. They're putting the net uh, like a new fresh coat of paint on the company. So I wasn't too mad about her getting the dub. And I think she's a serviceable enough wrestler that people are going to be like, okay, she can actually go. Like, I can see kind of why they put the belt on her. It just takes time. Okay. Um, so my question is, because, I mean, I am a novice when it comes to Deanna Peraza and whatnot. Um, we got one comment here that I had to put up there. Um, <laughs> but um, I got a limited view in yeah, I got limited viewing of her in NXT, and um, I think she did a couple of dark matches, well, squash matches on um, main oh, wow. roster television and whatnot. And I've heard her name, and it, she, it was another one that I never got to see yet. Who watching on Facebook? My bad, Kyle. Kyle. It was me. Um, but um. I don't know. It's just like you were saying. They they trying to bring in this new talent. They're trying to you know put put this country on country uh, <laughs> company in another trajectory, in another, another direction. And you're gonna need fresh faces to do that. Jordan Grace has been a staple as of recent, and to have somebody you know relatively unknown to this audience to come in and uh, dethrone her like that is just like um, wow. Who is this girl? So, and, and I'll even say this to that, to that story, right? If you really look at the uh, knockouts division, what was Jordan Grace really going to do champion-wise that was going to, you know, build anything more to her legacy right now in that company? I think a shock loss to a girl like Diana is going to piss Jordan off. So you're mm-hmm. putting more steam behind Jordan, and fans really like Jordan, so they're going to want to get behind her and keep the That's keep the going. And the what? story, and I always say it on the show: the money is in the chase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as he said, a lot of people want to get behind Jordan Grace. Yes. But yes. Fuck Jonathan Gresham. Really? Oh, hey, hey, that's what uh, she do. That's what she do. <laughs> and that's why I and that's why I said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. champion. Oh. Now back to back to impact again. Another name that y'all brought up in the conversation uh was Moose. So, Moose, there's a thing that I've seen with this gentleman so far since I've been uh, kind of tracking a little bit with Impact. He seems to side with a lot of people that's immersed in controversy. So, um, that there was a recent post not too long ago, I think right before anniversary of um, a couple of professional wrestlers in the ring practicing moonsaults. And somebody put the comment out there, it's like, oh, you, you're training with a pedophile or some shit like that. And then Moose's response was, hey, man, why are you looking at all the negative stuff? Can't you see me having camaraderie here, me training, me doing good things? I was like, whoa, brother. <laughs> you, you're missing the point here. I mean. <laughs> Didn't he get some love from The Rock on Twitter or something? And then there was another time they had this shit going on with Tessa Blanchard when, you know, with the racist comments and, you know, all this other stuff where he was out there up front being very vocal for his friend. So I don't know. Is I mean, is Moose that guy? <laughs> you know, Mr. Chapman. Um, you want me to answer that? Yeah, yeah. go for this one because I you have a very good stance on this. Are we talking Moose the goat? <laughs> no. Um. All right. But uh, honestly, man, the whole training with the pedophile thing, I can't get behind. <laughs> honestly, I got kids. You know what I'm saying? Anybody who's even been accused of that until they clear their name, I'm nowhere. Yeah. Um. However, when it comes to the Jordan Grace thing, let's not forget that. Not for nothing. I said Jordan Grace, didn't I? Mutessa. 
Um, I'm not defending her whatsoever, what happened happened, but there's a few people who know what happened, there's a few people who think they know what happened, and then there's the truth. You know what I mean? And just because he's cool with somebody who's accused of something, I can't fault him for that. Okay, very well. Guilty until proven innocent, or is it innocent until proven guilty? Uh, which way are you looking at that? I know, I'm just, that's, that's what I'm saying, because it was, in the case of Enzo Amore, he was guilty until he was proven innocent. And then, I and then with they Enzo, still, and they still, they still fucked him. Yeah, and they still fucked him, you know? It was like they, they, they fired him, and he, wasn't even, he didn't even go to trial. He didn't get, you know, nothing. But he, you, know, you know how common that is on sports? Like Antonio Brown, Enzo Amore. What's his name? Just got back to Impact. Um, my husband can't remember his name. Ah, uh, crap, it's killing me. Afro, Benson. Uh, Rich Swan? Rich Swan, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah Rich Swan, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And let's talk a little bit about Slammiversary. That, was that a surprise for y'all to see him come back for that five-way? Yeah. To me, it was a big surprise, I, especially because I've been following for so long. He's been off TV. A lot of people knew it was an injury to the, I think it was either the Achilles or somewhere in the leg. And to see him backstage early in the night on crutches, it's like, oh, shit, Rich Swan, how's he doing or whatever. And wasn't I was not expecting to see him. And then for uh, Eric Young to come out, too, was a shock. So I think I yeah. think Impact hit it out the park with this one. Man, everyone might everyone might hate me for this, but I can't get behind Eric Young, man. I tried so hard. I just I watched all his old stuff. <laughs> I just can't, man. I tried so hard, like tried so hard. So you mean to tell me you did not like any of the Insanity stuff in NXT? No, so Insanity, I think, was his best. <laughs> I like that, but I'm talking about, like, impact hit. I couldn't get up before, you know, I couldn't get into it, man. I just couldn't. So, the best so we, segment of all time, you couldn't get behind it? Huh? The best wedding of all time, excluding no weddings. You couldn't get behind that. It's hard, so, maybe, maybe I gotta go back. Maybe that's my soul. <laughs> don't, don't fire Eric Young. You need to go all the way back. Zelina <laughs> Vega was stripping. That was... <laughs> Wait, uh, excuse me. What? Why? Well, and I'm just now knowing. You didn't know about that. You didn't know about that. I did not follow Impact at all because when it was TNA, I just did not like the product. Can we do that, man? Boom! He's this side of me. Over here, over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I just wasn't a fan of pro- I wasn't a fan of the product, and then, like, literally, just now, now that everything's been going on, you know, especially with uh, Moose Appreciation that Kyle started a few weeks back. Moose. All right, they, I had to let him have it. I was, I was, <laughs> In fact, I'm gaining interest. I'm gaining interest in Impact now. I think that's my problem. Was during all that, I was just that young dude on the WWE bandwagon. Now that I'm older and appreciate all forms of wrestling, maybe I should go back and watch it. It, It's one of those things. Like you gotta, when you go back and watch it, you gotta think of it like this. You gotta go back to that time. I block you. (laughs) You gotta go back during that time. Like you gotta think. All right, this was like early. See who that was, Nick. Hey, look who it is. <laughs> is that guy. Look at him in his professional suit and shit. That's somebody we served with. Uh, oh, okay. 
There you go. Oh, here we go. Gabe Jackson's Thurston. But no, but well, we can go back and watch it, right? Let you us remember, be it thirsty. Was, it was two thousand. It was in the mid or early two thousands. So the world was a lot different. The jokes they got away with was was a lot different. And during that time period, those jokes actually hit really, really good compared to what WWE was doing. WWE was becoming that PG era, very kiddish. So Impact Impact definitely took some risks, and a lot of things worked, and a lot of things didn't. But for the most part, it's an enjoyable watch. Now, um, with the um, acquisition of EC3, the Good Brothers, uh, Rich Swan is back, Eric Young, uh, possibly Heath Slater, and I'm going to talk a little bit about Heath Slater, like what we talked about with Anomaly uh, yesterday. Um, yeah, that, that, yeah, I'm going to touch on that. And, um, yeah, we got Deanna Prazo, we got, um, I think, uh, the Majors boy is there. The, the fucking, uh, yeah, Brian Majors. Brian Myers or whatever. So with all these guys coming back and coming there for the first time, um, what do you think Impact needs to do to capitalize on this buzz and not freaking uh, push out their current and future talent? Uh, you want, you want me? You want me to simply get showcase. Simply showcase yeah. them. Let them go. Yeah. Go. Just don't Cody Rhodes them. Oh. You know what wow. I mean? Actually, oh, let them shine. don't have to uh, put them bigger star in the picture. No, I'm just kidding. Um, honestly, bro, Impact is. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to Impact. I know uh, Nick said he hasn't, but um, bro, they've been on the incline. They've really been stepping their game up in terms of storylines. Matches just keep going, capitalizing on momentum you got. Man, don't slow down and don't try to conform to another company. You do. You have your own thing. You stand in your own lane. I've, I've been on record in saying that Impact's a place where you can go and perfect your character, perfect your rot, and then if you want to go out and make big money, go ahead and do that. But just don't change your product. You're doing fine. Do we think it was a good move to put the title back on Eddie Edwards? Yeah. Out of that, fi- that five-way match for the title, who would you have preferred it, them to put it on? Ace Austin. I'll let Ryan handle it. Ace Austin. <laughs> Ace Austin. <laughs> Ace Austin, Ace Austin, Ace Austin. Okay. And, and tell me why, because that showing from the Sam Reverse was my first exposure to um, Ace Austin. Okay. Ace okay. Austin. Yeah. Ace Austin, and it's funny because for the longest time on the show, they've been making the comparison, and I refused as an old school Impact guy to really accept it. But the more I watch it, and right before Slammiversary, promo-wise, the kid was knocking it out of the park. He is this generation's AJ Styles. He's 22 Whoa. years old. The That's kid knows a how to. Bold it, it is a bold statement, but you got to remember when Impact first started, it was based on the NWA. It, it had a lot of the older names, the older heads taking up the company or whatever, and like in the main event scene, like a Raven or like a Ken Shamrock. Uh, Ron Killings, Jeff Jarrett, and those guys were on the scene. AJ was the guy who was going out there and killing it. When they were bringing in the X Division, the mm-hmm. X Division was AJ's division. Mm-hmm. It was a continuation of the crew. was honest. I'm not back for interrupting. It was honest no, no. the best part of it. Yeah, it was. And it, you can look at it the same way WCW was for a long period of time with the Cruiserweights. It was always the better part of the show, but nobody was ever really, like, none of those guys had a chance in the company to really step up and be a main event player. In NWA TNA, they gave those younger guys a chance to carry the company. If you notice, AJ, within his first year and a half, held every single title in the company. 
So, you know what I mean? Like, he was a solid building block. And to go with that kind of quick, I know it's kind of, I'm going a little off, but there, oh. I think that's the kind of like WWE problem. Like, oh, yeah, like, easily. They don't let the young talent go with it. Like, in the 90s, like, the, in the war, letting mm. the rock, all of them go and run with it. Now, oh, no, we need WrestleMania. Goldberg, you're going to beat the beat. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I had to throw that out there. Yeah. But so, no, I, I agree. I'm going to look into the ASOS. He impressed me. That was sick. Yeah. I thought it was, oh, good. was good. He's good. He's good. And, and mind you, his his storylines, since the kid's been in the company, he's only been there for almost two years now. Uh, he's Like I said, he's still young. He's only like 22, 23. He's been involved in three of the biggest storylines in the company for the past years that doesn't involve Tessa Blanchard or Sammy Callahan. He was involved with Eddie Edwards in the very beginning with uh, hooking up with his wife. He was involved with Trey Miguel talking about he wanted to bang his mom. Even though they were outlandish storylines, he made them good. He had a t-shirt that said Ace Austin 316, I just banged your wife. Uh, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the kid gets it. Like he, he, he gets the gimmick. He knows how to work his gimmick. And with impact, they're not holding him back. So I think you take a young guy like that and you use him as your new building block. Especially if you're, like I said, you're bringing this new wave of people coming in. You're throwing a fresh coat of paint on the business and you guys want to stand out, I always say bet on the younger guys who got the skill and the talent. That's why, for me personally, I would have went with a guy like Ace Austin. I know Eddie on our show goes with Trey Miguel, but to me, Ace is a star. He got the intro. He got the magic thing. He has, like, a little car that he pulls up his sleeve, and people love to boo heels. So now, you know why Eddie NXT was so big on Trey Miguel, either. Well, and, and then that... Being an NXT dude eventually? I mean, if he decides to go... It, oh yeah, yeah, easily. And um, the, in, in your analysis, in uh, you know, of uh, Austin, I about to say Austin Aries, Ace Austin. Yeah. Um, you said that he had a previous feud with Eddie Edwards. Do you think Eddie Edwards being the champion can reinvigorate that feud? Yes, absolutely. Yes, not why not? I mean, currently they're gonna they're gonna branch him off of the Good Brothers because I think they want to establish the Good Brothers as a great tag team, but still keep Ace looking kind of strong during that time period. But at the same time, you know, really keeping the young it. guy on deck ready for the world title is a good move with Impact, too. Keeping, giving him, uh, giving Eddie Edwards, a guy like Eric Young to feud with for now, let him establish his reign a little bit and keep Ace Austin on the back burner ready to go won't, won't make him stale and won't make him, like, fade away in fans' eyes. So I, I think him with Eddie being champion keeps him around that title picture. Two things that impressed me. And they're both old. Motor City Machine Guns. I I enjoyed that match thoroughly. That was a great match, and it um it put my eyes for the first time of the Rascals in ring. I think well, two of them was in the represented at the tag team match, and one was in the uh, five way. Correct? Yes. Yeah. So that was my first time seeing all three of those competitors from that faction in action and it, I was amazed by it. I was very thoroughly impressed. And just to see the machine guns back together and working well as they did, that blew my fucking mind. But what I was getting to earlier with all the um, new talent coming in for the first time, such as Heath Slater, I spoke to Anomaly about this yesterday and I wanted to uh, pick your brains about it. What do you think of no shit him actually doing the free agent gimmick in different companies? Awesome. That would work. That would Great. work. That would be perfect. 
I mean, yeah, just see him pop up at ROH. Hey, I'm a free agent. Blah, 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 blah. Wear his t-shirt. You know, sell some merch at the table. Maybe have a match or two. Then pop up in New Japan. He talked about it on the Chris Van Vliet show. Shout out to Chris Van Vliet. And um, have him up in New Japan with his shit. You know, have him. I mean, are y'all familiar with New Japan? How well yeah. versed are you? Yeah. All right. So, so what fight camp would Heath Slater fit into? <laughs> uh, Gucci. Taguchi. Taguchi. <laughs> I can see him with Taguchi. Yeah, Taguchi, uh, Japan. I mean, yeah, I think he's a little too silly for chaos. But then again, we haven't seen uh, the serious side of his character yet. I mean, he showed a little bit of edge, but it was still Heath Slater-ish. Yes. No, I agree. I agree. I think he's fitting good with Taguchi just to bring him in. But eventually, I could see him. Maybe if he does turn a heel and maybe does like a darker gimmick, Thanks, uh, Gabe. Maybe, maybe he fits into chaos. Maybe he could fit into a bullet club. You never know. Anything would be better than Switchblade Jay White. Oh man, so 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 we don't like Switchblade, huh? This dude hates him. This dude Why? hates him. He loved him. <laughs> I mean, I, I dig, I dig him though. I dig him though. He's not nah. bad. So I mean, now I mean now it's giving me a type kind of because all right. I don't really like Finn Balor. I don't really like. No, 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 no. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Yeah, no, no. Listen to me. I don't like Finn Balor. I don't like Kazuchika Okada. And you know, but I like Jay White. I like goddamn um, who, who's who's somebody you hate? I might like him. Baron Corbin. I like Baron Corbin. Nick Jackson. Nick Jackson. Oh my God, he said his name. <laughs> see, see, but, the, but, the, but this is the thing though when I say I don't like somebody it's not discrediting them as a, uh, a phenomenal professional wrestler it's just yeah, like yeah. some people like broccoli other people do like bro- uh, don't like broccoli I mean that's just how it is to me he's just not my, my, my flavor he's not my taste some but, like uh, cucumbers pickle huh? no I don't like that guy <laughs> <laughs> Steve Mongo McMichael Oh, oh look, he took his headphones off. He done left the room. Why get your mind back here? You, you, you're missing all the isms by Anomaly here in the chat. First of all, shout out to Anomaly. I know, I like that Baron Foreskin. I like that. That's hilarious. Did you hear, did you hear what Corbin said about Riddle? No, tell me. He threw, apparently he threw like a hissy fit when he found out like months ago that he was going to do this storyline with Riddle. Hmm. Oh, this is another one that uh, gay backs. Uh, Chase Owens, I like him, but he, he he lacks. I like him in ring, but he lacks a lot of personality as a character and whatnot. So it's kind of like, ah, he's pretty good in the ring, but it's just like, I'm here. I'm in the Bullet Club. I wear a T-shirt and a headband. <laughs> how about that? It's so true. Hey, B-Rob, how about the outlandish one? Which one? Ziggy. Ah, Ziggy Dites. Zig- who, who the fuck is that? Oh. <laughs> oh you have to Google him later. No, that's it. <laughs> that that sounds like some some nasty shit, like a, a female with a dick or something. I don't know. <laughs> Ziggy Dykes. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, he, he was in NWA for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> he sound like, oh, he sound like he should. Jackson can't stand him. Yeah. Hey, he, can I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, you guys see Nick Aldis this week? 
No, but I heard something about him and Bruce Pritchard Bruce, were going back yeah, and forth. So to Bruce Pritchard told him that he's not a main event. Said like he ain't shit or something. Not he does, he doesn't have the it factor. That man is so fucking rock. Yeah, no, Nick Aldis looks like a world champion. Well, but then again, like he looks like an old school champion. Exactly. He's been, yeah. he's been champion. How long now? Uh, almost two years. He started. No. No, I, actually, he he won it back from Cody, so it's been almost two years now. Yeah, he's had that yeah. shit for a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's never coming to WWE. <laughs> yeah, no, no, him, him and the, that bridge has always been burned. So why yeah, why is my name changed? Because that's what he does. <laughs> Look, I, I'm not interested in fruit right now, so. <laughs> I don't see no A in that one. <laughs> oh, shit. But, um. So, what do we think of this eye for an eye thing? Oh, but. My I mean, boy. I, I hit. talked about it, Rob, but I really keep hearing it. Here's, here's my, t- here's my take on Here's my take on it. They needed something. Remember, Rey Mysterio's contract was up. So they needed something to write him off TV. Yeah, but Dominic's coming on Raw tonight. You're right. You're right, because now I'm hearing that there's talks of him them renegotiated. But and here's you know, the thing. And if you do it, it's going to be for his son. It's going to be yeah. for his son's benefit. You know, yeah. WWE yeah. is not going to let his son sign anywhere but that. Of course. No, he's not ready yet. But here, here's the thing. I honestly thought the match was good until the end. Now, I'm going to ask you guys this. Do you feel, as after watching the match, in hindsight and all that, do you feel that it actually needed to be an eye-for-an-eye match? No. Could that the just thing about simply... It is... Could have been like an eye-quit match or something. An eye-quit match. A simple no-DQ match. They had to do something with that whole eye thing, man. I mean, That's I can understand story. Vince's. I can understand Vince's mentality going toward the match. I just can't understand the execution of it. Well, so, so, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. So, so the eye for eye match got four by Meltzer. Is that really? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. it did. What but here's the thing: the match itself was good. Well, was yeah, the match. And that was bad. Well, you know, you know what salvaged that whole match, and you know, barring the eye thing, what gave it to me, what made me enjoy that match thoroughly. Well, Seth Rollins throwing up at the end. That shit made me laugh. How many Seth Rollins pukes do you get? Five Seth Rollins pukes. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was great, dude. Hey, we got some uh, Nick Aldis talk here from Anomaly. <laughs> hey, 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 is good. I'm trying to told you. Yeah. Hey, everybody has different James, points of so view when it comes to what they like and don't like. I personally, I like Nick in the ring. I think he is smooth. I like the way he carries himself with the title. Um, he acts like a world's champion. Like, he's an old-school throwback, but... Mm. Yeah, I mean, some people don't like the old school. Some people yeah. like the new old school. Some I, I, people I, I think he. Some people I, I think he fits. I think he fits. Yeah. Not not particularly my taste as a competitor or whatever. You know, if I wouldn't put him in my my, my stable deck, but he's still serviceable. He, he's good. So, were you guys disappointed in the swap match? Uh, uh, there, there I did not. I didn't watch that. Like that, was I was kind of. Kinda, what was going on? I was just. Oh, I had to take my girl. I had to take my girl's niece home around that time, and you I just didn't have a chance to watch it. You did yeah, a good I job. Now, here's here's my here's my take on it. Here's my take on this, and you know the whole cinematic matches. First of all, 
the Boneyard match was so good, I know what you're about to say, that now, if whenever WWE's gonna do a cinematic match, it's it's gonna be compared to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also, I feel that already that they're overdoing the whole cinematic matches. We don't need another cinematic match yeah. for like another year. Yeah, that, that's what I was gonna get to. It's just um, you, you can't just compare the Boyan. The Boyan was good. We pretty much all enjoyed Firefly Funhouse. Uh, he did pretty decent. He hated it. Though. He hated uh, it. I thought they did pretty decent with money in the bank. And then even the greatest <laughs> wrestling match ever, like, they didn't do terrible there. I was only disappointed because no. I heard Bray had a lot of creative control in the uh, swap match. Yeah, I, you know, just to compare to what we've got previous, and, you know, I think kind of the middle was um the the boneyard match from what everybody's saying because I've never yeah. seen it from beginning to end, but like everybody thought that was good, and um I, I'm just like with the with the theme character put into that type of setting, I think it was overdone because they did the same thing with John Cena and that was perfect because it had a lot of uh, symbolism, it had a lot of references and everything. This was just motherfuckers popping up in, in, the, in the water, popping out the water, standing over here. The only thing that I, I kind of enjoyed about it from what I saw was the, um, the callback to him and Alexa Bliss being tag partners in the Mixed Match Challenge and the, the, the sexual tension that they supposedly had between each other and whatnot. Their chemistry. It's Alexa Bliss, everybody has sexual tension with it. Mm-hmm. I thought Firefly was good, but then after the <laughs> John Cena's career off. Yeah. So I mean, does John Cena come back and fight Bray Wyatt? Uh, the Fiend? I mean. Nah. Nah. He'll come back. I think he John, comes back for something else. I think John we don't need. Oh, oh, this, this is what we do. This is what we do. This is how we save this whole thing. But I mean, it's gonna cost you something. It's gonna cost you some some wrestling souls. Everybody that the Fiend has these cinematic matches with, they disappear. They go away. So Cena's gone. He's he's trapped in the Firefly Abyss. Braun is gone. He's trapped in that that darkness somewhere. And damn, um, you know, we just have somebody that'll go purposefully into the Firefly Funhouse to try to get them out or get the title or some shit. And then they just find all these motherfuckers in there. So it'd be like Braun strung up on some chains and shit and Cena just kind of slumped over in the corner. And they go in there. It's like a rescue mission. Might and then, as well go all the way with it. Yeah, just go, just go fucking full on ridiculous because that's what this shit is. <laughs> Send in the fashion police? Yeah. It could be like a Scooby-Doo mystery and shit. <laughs> and Bray would have oh, been away with it too. Oh, it, ooh, yeah. Talking about Braun <laughs> and uh, Alexa, you know, the, the train. <laughs> he would tear that little girl in half, boy. Word. But since, um... Um, shit. Since, since we are... jokes I wanted to make, but I don't know how rated X you get on your podcast. I'm just oh, going to leave that one to myself. Oh, yeah, there you go. Awesome. Uh, truth enough. Say hello to Jimmy. Hey, but he can't stay in there long. He don't like spiders. So Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's got to go find He got a lack of phobia. <laughs> yeah. That's a fear of lattice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
right, the state of New Japan. Who's up on current New Japan? Ugh. Not caught up fully. I just I just knew about what happened at Dominion. Okay. No, so uh, currently we have Evil as the double champion. He is the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion and the uh, Intercontinental Champion. What is with everyone in double champions? So what, what's up now? What is with everyone in double champions? Yeah. Every, every, every brand has a double champion right now. I think actually, he, NXT doesn't anymore. NXT, nah. um, Keith, yeah, he for, Keith, he actually forfeit. gave it up. Keith, Keith, Keith put Stanford leave forfeited. What'd you say? <laughs> I, I get, I give all my favorites like random ass nicknames. So I gave him Keith the put Stanford Lee. Don't ask me how they just pop. They just pop up. You got oh, uh, your name's about to change. Jonathan Leroy Gargano. Tommaso Deshaun Champa, Kenneth Jerome Omega. Oh, so you just, I, get, you just giving them weird ass middle names. I just throw them out there. Where did Deshaun from? I don't even know. That's the thing. It's just, it's just like when I can It's literally just like when I say bitches on bitches on bitches. It just kind of came out and got over, and there you go. Okay, so um, keeping in the uh, spirit and tradition of wrestling this trash, I'm cashing in right now. Okay. And, I, and I'm cashing in on Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Coming. I knew it was coming. Kyle. Okay. Yes, sir. You had to cut me a one-minute promo on why we should have justice for Kiara Hogan. Okay. Uh, oh, man. Okay. Uh, let, me, let, let, me get the start, let me get the shot clock ready. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Listen to let me get the shot clock ready. Wait, 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 wait. I was talking thirst bracket. <laughs> hey, however you play, you got one minute to say it. And your time starts now. The Thirsty Brothers Unite. <laughs> Call the thirstiest of thirsty brothers. Didn't give Kara Hogan her just due. She should have been in the championship round, along with Sasha Banks or JoJo. But, you know, we got people like Kyle Bird and we got B-Rob in there. But, um, I'm voting for JoJo. Shut up. This is my promo. Nah. <laughs> Turn heel on. I'm sorry, but uh, you're telling me that that luscious, luscious woman and all her sultriness, all her sexiness, all that body karate that she got coming down. And she, she Ooh, body karate. For your enjoyment and my enjoyment, except you had a little bit more lotion on your hand at the time than I did. And you <laughs> was a little bit more faster to get the journey. However, when it comes to justice for that woman, we should all stand for court. We should all march down the street because Carl Bird, <laughs> stanky ass, messed up and got Tara Hogan up out of that thirst bracket. She should be a Hall of Famer in the thirst bracket, but do the people like you Mr. Bird, you, she has not into the final damn round. And we had to give the damn thirst bracket championship to JoJo due to lack of competition. Time, of time, <laughs> time, ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> I voted for Kara. I'm pretty sure I voted for Kara. You just wanted to throw me under the bus. Hey, I had to throw somebody under the bus. You were the first person I saw. Kyle, you already got a hashtag, baby. You don't even know it yet. It's black out of hashtag, brother. Holy shit. Preach, brother. Now, just so you know, you're not black. You're light skinned. 
<laughs> that body karate. Uh, that body karate. I am not. Hashtag body karate. This is greatness. That was probably the most racist thing I said all year, man. I had to get one out. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, body karate. Let, let's, not, let's not go there with your Nyla Rose rats. Oh. Oh, yeah, no, no. Oh, I, I, I would have known that. I apologize, and I will never do it again. Okay. Very well. <laughs> oh, shit. There you go. <sighs> <laughs> but you want to give me 30 days off for the UWO podcast? Good luck. That's my house. Yeah, that's working. So where do we go from here? Let's just say um, somebody just bust out the doors of the laboratory and be like, I got it! I got the cure for the corona and everything else that ails us at the moment. And we go back to having crowded arenas and all kinds of things like that. Motherfuckers elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder, uh, deodorized and non-deodorized and all that other shit. There'd be some non-deodorized people in this thing, boy. I'm trying to... Man! When I know you over, over fireworks smoke, my man, just, just go home. <laughs> you notice those same people are still wearing the same Austin 316 shirt that's oh, been man. around since Nick was born. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, say, say tomorrow we have we back to business as usual. What, um, what from this, um, I guess we can call this the, the uh, quarantine era of professional wrestling, would you like to carry over and stay with the live events and everything like that? Drew McIntyre. Is it me? Drew Anybody. McIntyre as champion. And mm-hmm. also, I would I, also, also, I love the fact that we're seeing fresh faces get chances. Grand Metallic, Apollo, we're seeing, um, hell, uh, Shelton Benjamin is the 24 7 champ. That man ain't won since like PlayStation 1. You know what I mean? He's holding the title right, right now, bro. Like, it's about time that, yo, dude, the fresh faces that are getting chances don't give me the same convoluted BS matches every week, man. I love it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Word. Anybody else? Drew, I want Drew to get what he said before. I think I said it on here. Oh, and they have their first, because you know the first time they have a show back is probably going to be a Raw. Mm-hmm. Have it. Drew needs to be the first person to come out. No dark match. Nothing. Drew really deserves it. Because you know. Whether you hate Drew or not, and you're gonna pop for everyone that night. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Drew deserves it, man. He got screwed at WrestleMania. His congratulations was sticking his arm out, saying thank you. Man, that, and that was uh, that, that was. I think, re- I think regardless whether he's champion or not at Mania, he needs to win his WrestleMania match. I gotta take a commercial break, guys. I'll be right back. Very well. Drew, Drew needs Drew needs something good next year at Mania. Whether he wins the title. Retains the title, <clears throat> beats someone in a huge big match like a John Cena. Drew, Drew deserved that. I hope yeah, that. and that was that was very reminiscent of um it, when he did that because I watched it live. I mean, which I probably think a lot of us did. But when he had the belt and he reached out to the camera and he was like, "This is for you, thank you." That that brought me back to seeing that Dusty Rose promo when he's like, "I'm gonna reach out my hand and you at home." You, you know, I was like, "Oh snap." Like, I'm happy Drew at least got his moment at the Rumble. I imagine when he won, you were there, Rob. Did it go, did it go pretty pop? Say what now? 
when uh, yes, Drew man. won at the Rumble. They oh yes. Ah oh, man. Being there in person. This yeah. is set before the Rumble. Picture the Rumble on the PC. I was weird. <laughs> Oh, just the oh, sound design. Just the Yeah, just the sound design on that is gonna be crazy. <laughs> I heard, yeah. One thing I will carry over, well, it's something that we were supposed to get, but we never got. For Edge's comeback match, for Edge's comeback match, Alter Bridge was supposed to play Metalingus for his entrance. Really? That, that was that was something that we were supposed we was actually gonna get, and we never got it. Did you hear they already have him and Orange booked for WrestleMania next year? The I Quit match. It's like set in stone. I heard. So whoa, 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 hold up. So is it a I Quit match or a I Quit match? It's not an I Quit match. Well, we we don't we don't need that. But I'm gonna we, we don't need that. Because that means he's going to come back to the war again, man. I want to see him fight AJ. I want to see him fight Seth. Seth especially, because they got that history with the whole... So, so are we going to have, um, what the internet brought up, uh, a Rey Mysterio on a pole match? Rey Mysterio on the ladder match? So it's going to be Dominic versus Rollins for custody of Rey? Or the, or the cus custody of his eyeball or something like that? I hope not. <laughs> Oh, that would be horrendous. And I also oh my want, God. And I'll let Brian go because he hasn't said anything. But I want Roman Reigns to come back. I want people to stop booing my man. I, I wish Kyle was here for that last statement because he loves Roman Reigns. I'm yeah, like, I, are you, are you, so does he love him ha ha or love him like nah? Like, that's his dog. Oh, like, that's it. Well, he's the big dog. He's everybody's dog. He, he, ride, he ride a dog with him. <laughs> he, he's a Roman guy. He, he won't sway. From 2015 to 16, did they shove him down our throats? Absolutely. But, but pretty much, it's his match against Taker. It's really only big, big match he had was Lesnar and Mania, which he won. Wins the title. Old dude gets leukemia, poor bastard. Comes back at Mania. Supposed to win the title again this year, which everyone, you know, we would have got a pop for it with Goldberg. You know, no one wants to see Goldberg win. My man can't wrestle again. Like, it's, I think it's over the point. He don't deserve the quote unquote John Cena. Because that dude can go. Cena can go too. But he he needs to, like, they need, he, they, he needs to be that guy. Roman Reigns in this, uh, on, was that limited Snickers in an unfortunate series of events or some shit? That's Roman Reigns' story, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, he had, like, three or four title reigns in less than 100 days, like, a month. And then it's not even about the title reigns. It was a lot of that stuff that he missed out on key uh, moments in the build to maybe a title reign or, you know, because damn, that Survivor Series that Dolph Ziggler was the sole survivor. That was supposed to be Roman Reigns, but he had the the issue and whatnot. Yeah, the meningitis. And then another time, he popped for wellness or whatever. So he got put out, out of the storyline for that. Then he came back and won the title, and everybody didn't like that shit because he was gone, and he just popped back up and won the title. Then, motherfucker was, uh, what, stuck overseas or some shit one time, and he couldn't make a show. Then goddamn leukemia. Then damn, now Corona. So what the fuck? Then you gonna come back and be reinserted in some shit? Yeah. So like, I just think fans <laughs> that keep throwing him are just dumb. I, 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 I'll say it like this because I've always been a guy that booed Roman, but it's not in a way that I boo him as a person. 
I just got annoyed at the fact that every single point Rob just made. Max Husky. Uh, was him and Keith. Yeah, no, that was great. This uh, every single point Rob just made, right? Every single time they bring the guy right back in and put him right in the same exact spot. Mm-hmm. Like his chase never ended because he was always right there the entire time. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to like even with the John Cena thing, right? It sucks because it's like we have so much talent that we always talk about that should get an opportunity that it feels like Roman was always like at the top top and never like dipped down a little bit, let someone take a step in front of him. He was just always right there, top two or three every single time. And when you look at like the quality of worker, because at that time the worker thing was becoming big with guys like uh, Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, even with Ambrose, you had Ziggler on the card. You had guys who were like amazing in that ring. And I think that was a shift with fans too. It's like mm-hmm. now we're paying attention more to the people who can actually work in that ring compared to guys who we know are there because of what they look like and how they're portrayed on the show. So, you know what I mean? And it's not against Roman because I, I like Roman. I think Roman's cool. But at the same time, if I'm at a show and like it, like yeah, I'll be honest. If Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns were going to be in the ring as a fan, I'm going to cheer for Bryan and I'm going to boo for Roman. You know, yeah, and okay, it sucks. I, I can agree with that. Yeah, it, it sucks for Roman because Roman was just like he was the he was the like like Rob said, uh, unfortunate events. Like he was always at the wrong place at the wrong time. WWE tried to make it look he was at the right place at the right time, but it was just like, nah, dog. Like, even the whole thing with The Rock at the Rumble, it was in Philly. We all know how Philly fans are. <laughs> Philly fans are savage. They Worst had, move ever. They had to bring The Rock out. They thought they were going to salvage him, and they booed harder. It, it's like, it's like we're trying to let you know, like, give someone else a chance. Like, this is what we're trying hey, to tell you. But too, it, too. it was just WWE's way of just keeping him where he was. And, and it's not against the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two things really quick. One, yeah. if you just give him the belt, more dudes are going to get opportunity because he's not going to be the dude always fighting for the belt. Exactly. And then, and then two, they try making him Cena's replacement way too quick. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, a Grand Slam champion in under a year and a half. And. <laughs> And this whole thing, you know, barring the the incidents that kept him off of TV, the injuries, the leukemia, and stuff like that, let's just say that Royal Rumble that Batista won, Roman Reigns won like everybody wanted him to. Do you think he would be in a different position right now? Roman Reigns' Rumble wins was one year too late. Yes, exactly. I believe that whole part of it. The year before, where he had the 12 eliminations, he was going through everybody, that's when you should have pulled the trigger on the guy because the fans were all behind him. That rumble, you heard the crowd sway. The same way they swayed when you... How sway? (laughs) The same way when you go back and watch SummerSlam with The Rock and Brock Lesnar, how that crowd went from loving The Rock to booing the living shit out of him, and everybody was super Brock to win that match. That rumble was Roman's moment. WWE said, nah, we're going to make you look strong, but we're going to save you for next year. They should have pulled the trigger that year. If they pulled the trigger that year, whole different story. Roman's reign, Roman Reigns' career could have been around Cena level easily. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Carl? I'm cashing it. Oh! I wish I had my sound effects, man. Oh, man. Yeah, that would have been great. But... Yeah, I'm talking to my man Brian on this one. Uh-oh. Since you mentioned workers, uh-huh. 
you have to do a promo on why Steve Mongo McMichael oh! <laughs> should be. Uh-uh, get back at No, no, you don't go nowhere. Damn it! <laughs> why Mongo McMichael should be in the Hall of Fame? I mean, you better, be- you better bellow it. Lux, I love that. Like the Beacons, like your best friend just fucked Cheryl Teeds. Sing his praises in alto, tenor, and soprano. The floor is yours, Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brian Lopes. I am one third of the UWO podcast. Now, I just had a promo in the bank cash in on me speaking to y'all about one of the greatest NFL players of his generation. We are talking about Steve Mongo McMichael. In my mind, a Hall of Famer, one of the hundred greatest Bears of all time, a former two-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, uh, excuse me, first-team All-Pro, three-time second-team All-Pro, a Super Bowl champion in Super Bowl Twenty, played for teams such as my New England Patriots in 1980, also made a great career for the Chicago Bears in 1981 <laughs> through 1993, also played a year with the Green Bay Packers with his good friend um, Reggie White. Now, do I believe that this man who has contributed so much to the sport of football, the NWSR Hall of Fame? Yes. I mean, his statistics don't match up to some of the better ones, such as LT or even a GOAT such as Tom Brady. But does Steve Michael deserve a place in the Hall of Fame? Yes, because this man took his amazing, stunning football career, Super Bowl shuffle. My time is up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Steve Michael is for NFL Hall of Famer. Yeah. <laughs> No, you know what? You did not specify which Hall of Fame. I did not. I did not. As you were saying the stats, I was like, damn. I didn't specify. I have to ask then my infamous question. I feel I ask everyone every time. Yeah, go ahead. For you two, because I haven't asked you yet. Okay. Right now, we're in July. Who do you see right now? I'll give you two, and we're talking male. We'll talk the men. Okay. Two people who you think, not who you think should, like who you want. Who do you think is going to win the Rumble? I know we're in July, but I just want to see like your forward thinking, how you think the business, who you think the two potential options. I don't care if you think they win the title. Two dudes who you think are going to get them fireworks going off them to get pointing at the side. All right. Um, I'll go first. If WWE wants to take a risk, mm-hmm. I think a guy like Bobby Lashley should win the Royal Rumble. I think Bobby Lashley, and I think the next couple of months, especially with the Hurt business coming in, and I see a lot of good things for those guys, not just the three of them, but the possibility of gaining more to that group. I feel like Bobby Lashley can be a centerpiece for the WWE for the next maybe two or three years to help bring up younger stars. I think that he he's always had the look. Uh, between now and then, who knows what could happen with Drew, because we all know Brock Lesnar is only one, fall, uh, one phone call away. Mm-hmm. Um Brock could have the belt. And that's a matchup that I think a lot of people still, as much as WWE doesn't think it, still want to see, whether it's in a ring or in an octagon. Um, Who I think is going to win it, I think WWE is in that similar gotta stay consistent because they're afraid to take a risk. I can see them going with a guy like AJ Styles. Because AJ right now on SmackDown is a definite workhorse. Uh, we know what just occurred with his good buddies, uh, the good the good brothers and stuff that believe in. AJ is one of those talents that when he's happy, you know he's going to do anything and everything for this company. 
He's a guy that you know you can throw in the main event, especially with new quote unquote competition with AEW and Impact doing their thing, and who knows what's going to happen with Ring of Honor or NWA. You want to be able to say we are, you know, the biggest pro wrestling company in the world, and with all due respect to New Japan as well. Um, if you want to put on a great wrestling match and have a guy who could tell a great story, AJ Styles is also your guy. But I wouldn't be shocked if it's a guy like Seth Rollins. All right, what about you? We'll, we'll ask Kyle and say, uh, who's your team? Give us my promo in the bank, Kyle. Is... My bad, bro. No, we're asking... Washing machines going haywire. Two people, Carl's up, but two people said you want to think. Who you think, not who you want, will act, think, will win the Royal Rumble this year. Now, mind you, it's only July. But thinking, the business, all that, who you think. So, uh, Ryan said, you'd like Lashley, but could see them going after. So, what do you got, Carl? Me, I, I'm still, I'm still thinking. Cause so mine quick, I'll just say mine. I say that one. I say AJ, but then I'd like to see. I don't see them pulling the trigger, but I'd like to see it be like Alex the Black. And they get him going on wins again. So maybe you know, God. That was a good chat. That was a good. I agree with. I agree. I definitely agree with Alex the Black because he, to me, I to me, he's always been a star. Um, Vince just doesn't see anything to him and maybe it's because like me and Brian Brian said this years ago and I agree with him he's talking mm-hmm. he should be that he should be that you know dark mysterious figure who just shouldn't talk and then it, I think that would be actually like help his career much more so yeah I would I would definitely say Alice the Black as far as like most likely definite Randy Orton. <laughs> they could do it again. Yeah, if they if they want to go to safe route, they probably. It. We did mention how it's him and Edge. What if they have Edge winning an Orange Champion? Edge got some recovery to do, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again. Torn, torn pecs up. Torn titty. He tore his titty. Is <laughs> <laughs> back? Is Rumble? <laughs> so what about you, Kyle? You know. I'm sorry, I didn't even hear the question, man. So who do you think are two likely people that could win the Rumble this year? This year? Yeah, yeah coming so up. In like, six, in like five, six months. I'm actually thinking that this might be the year that they pull the trigger and give us a surprise. I mean, I mean, they kind of tried to start that with Shinsuke, um, and then automatically just buried them right after. But, um, no shit. I think that this is actually going to be... I think this is the year that's actually going to give a legitimate wild card a chance to win the Royal Rumble. Um, Cien Almos! And the public's going to pick somebody. I would say that it's a good damn it's a good damn way to introduce Keith Lee to the main roster. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that scares me about the Rumble this year is... Adam Cole, baby! If Mania's in person... <laughs> If Mania's in person, Mania's in Hollywood. Just remember that. That is a good point. What about you, Rob? What were yours? I forgot. You said it, but I forgot. Man, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I know. I I think AJ was in that conversation. But who else? Great on AJ and Alice. Yeah, me and you had the same ones. Because um, that's who I said AJ could win. That's who the company will pick, and who I would want to win would be Alistair Black. Usually the Royal Rumble winner is somebody who has like the best. Oh, sorry, my bad. What's up? I don't want to upset you. 
Um, usually, the Royal Rumble winner um, is usually someone who had the best year, like Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan. Well, I'm sorry, wasn't Daniel Bryan. Um, but anyway, uh, so I mean, honestly, bro, from beginning to end of this year, from Royal Rumble start to now, who's who's having a better year? Right? AJ, you gotta say AJ's having the best year, man. But MVP. Thank you. Thank God, you. God damn it. Thank you. That he brought that. Be- I want that damn belt. <laughs> you mean that, want- oversi- that oversized dipset chain? Oh, buddy. It's not I'm- as pretty as the TNA championship, but it's pretty. What? Which one? <laughs> moose, baby. Oh, the moose belt. <laughs> We gonna call we gonna call that the moose knuckle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow! Just bring it down like bang, knuckle. Oh, Alistair Black man, though they're doing that dude so dirty. They got him. I like Humberto for real, but they got him with pin, back in a braid. That dude don't even do his entrance no more. He just. I actually did read on that. I actually did read on that, and the reason being is because uh, much like. Humberto, Vince McMahon doesn't see anything in Alistair Black. I don't understand why, because if you would open the eyes, a lot of guys spectacular. Um, he actually added the um, sound effect, like the creaky door, for when he rises that. up. He added that, and he said that he didn't like it, so he got rid of the um, entrance altogether. When Vince McMahon doesn't like people, he tries to bury him, honestly. And I don't understand what he doesn't like in Alistair Black, the guy's sensation on the range. That dude um, be a star anyway. That's the motherfucker. That's the motherfucker that could uh, topple the Fiend and Undertaker in a handicap match. Mm, that WrestleMania. The Fiend got a shot. The Fiend got a shot too of winning it. Yeah, you could say the Fiend. You could argue definitely. Ooh, that would be great. That would be a great number thirty. The fucking. Be be, all, yeah, yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it'll just be like that. It'll get down to like the the final four, then you know it'll get down to the final two, then it'll throw that last motherfucker out, and then they'll be like, wait a minute, number thirty hadn't come out yet. You know, all the lights go out, then the shit come on, and motherfucker be at the ramp with the, with the head and shit. That'd be cool as fuck. Did anybody say Shorty G? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sitting in this corner. I'm going to sit in this corner. Right. You call Sir. him real name. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> hey, B-Rob. Yes, sir. I, I would love to take this opportunity oh, okay. to, to cash in my promo in the bank. I already know where you're going with it. I already know where it is going. All right. All right. Well, well, B-Rob, be ready because this one's going to you. All right. Whoa. You I must. know what I think it is. I know what it is. Be, this one's going to be a little bit different. This one's, I'm going to make you think about this for a second. All right. I would love for you mm-hmm. to explain to me, after WrestleMania is done, the show is complete, the pyro is going off, the confetti flying down. In one minute, please explain to me why Otis cashing in the money in the bank after the main event of WrestleMania... <laughs> Is a great idea. All right, let me get my shit. I got you. I got you, Ben. I got you. I already got it. Oh, you already got it? Cool. You know when you're ready. Go ahead, hit me. Time starts now. All right, so let me tell you. I mean, we talk about spontaneity in professional wrestling. It gets no more spontaneous than Otis walking his chubby, bow-legged ass down to the ring. First of all... He's gonna walk because that motherfucker cannot run because his legs is not equipped for that. And if he did try to get a cyclic rate, he is gonna fucking break a hip bone. 
Because you see this shit? It looked like one of the wind-up toys with the bow legs and it go like this. I had to step over the seat with the little rolls in the middle. That's Otis. But it would do wonders and greatness for the company because it's a new face. It's a new type of professional wrestler to be in that main event spot. And that could open the door for a Alistair Black, a Humberto Carrillo, a Grand Metalik. So it's not a bad thing at all. It, it could be one of the greatest things whatsoever. Plus, he has Mandy Rose to hold up on the shoulder like Elizabeth. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sold. We need to get that briefcase off him now. Why? You need to put that briefcase back on TV. Why? That's Why? That, what's it? And like Bebop said, don't we love... Here's what I'm thinking. I get okay. to the year. Oh! God no, Gary. God no. No! Oh, no. <laughs> Guys, I think Otis is positive. Maybe. For, for sexiness. Not <laughs> for COVID. I think he's COVID positive right now. That's the reason he's not running off TV. Yeah, probably. You gotta think, though. The Fiend's probably gonna beat Strong for the title at some point. For the third third match. You know what? This, 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 this would be great, man. It'd just be like, you just see a motherfucker like, oh yeah! With the briefcase and boom! <laughs> Unless, unless they do a tag team win. No, 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 no. No, never. You know what we need to talk about? None of us have talked about, and I'm really surprised you haven't, Rob. The promo on SmackDown about Big E, WWE, making it known, my man is finally getting that singles push. Now, now I don't know how far they're going to go with it right away. Don't do that. Don't do that. That man's going up. <laughs> I think, I'd like to see him beat AJ. But I'd, I'd, like see, to see him, I'd like to see him beat Braun. Yeah. See, that's the thing. That's gonna but that's, that's, and then that's the thing. I mean, he beat him. Big E to beat the Fiend? Yeah. Yes. Realistically, yes, because I would love for him to be champ, but you know what I mean? Oh, hey, can you imagine Big E in the Firefly Funhouse? Oh, he'd have a ball. He'd have a ball in there. And, and then you know they're going to bring in Kofi and uh, Xavier or whatever to help him out. It's going to be great. Oh, Did you guys hear about the cameo I paid Big E for to roast my friend? No. Oh, no. no. I'll play a little of it on my phone. Hold on. Well, yeah, you get that together. But, I mean, so what we got going forward? Hours. I'd be yep. a little more out of pocket, but he goes off for two and a half minutes. 
Oh no! Yeah, we've had you got we've had a Biggie cameo before. Yeah. Oh word! Yeah. No, he was cool. God, he was I love cameo. Love cameo. Yeah, I, I have received two of them. And Sonny Kiss threatened to put his ass in my face, so I was I didn't know how to feel about that. That's what I hey, saw. Shout I out think to I said Sonny Kiss, man. Yeah. He just gets so much hatred and he takes it in stride. That dude was such a good athlete. That's what yeah. she said. Really, Carl? <laughs> really? It was right there. I, I could help. Really? Oh, really? Side, this side. Carl, really? I just sent this to you. <laughs> so, we, 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 um,. We, we, we got the confirmation that Big E's going to be a singles competitor for a little bit. So, who do we want to see Big E play against most? Honest, uh, honestly, bro, I, I'm, I'm just praying, I really am just praying that they put him against me in the event talent. The dudes, I mean, he's paid his dues. You know what I mean? He's been there for how long? He's been a lackey. He's been a lackey to um, to Dolph Ziggler. He got the new day over. I mean, all three of them got him over, but he's a big part of it. The dude's money on the mic. I don't, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, but he's absolutely hysterical. And keep the mind oh, yeah. away from him. And yeah. um, keep your eyes. He's away from dude. What do you need? What do you need? I mean, in terms of muscle, he got it. Athleticism, he got it. A good wrestler. He is accomplished. And good resume, charisma. The dude got it all. But don't. Fuck this up. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. <laughs> but they're going to. <laughs> that part. <laughs> no, that, it, it is. It we got to keep it. But I, I said it on the podcast yesterday. We got to keep that same energy we had for Kofi, mm-hmm. and we just got to transfer it to Big E. Just take, just take that power and all that energy we had for Kofi Mania and just insert Big E right there. Like, mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. There you go. Fusion power. You know what I mean? But like, but no. Man, we did it on this. I think it's going in all directions. Yeah. But yeah, everybody, yeah, went somewhere. But but no. But like, it, right now with WWE and not just WWE, but all companies right now, they don't have a crowd in building, so they can only go based on social media. So a lot of people who are fans of social media who don't go on it all the time. Like, we got to keep that positive energy for this dude. Like, we got to keep letting him know, like, we are behind Big E. We support Big E. If you're going to put the strap on him, you're not going to fail. You know, we got to let WWE know that this is our guy. You know, and a lot of fans don't really do that when it comes to certain wrestlers because we all have our favorites that we like here and there and stuff like that. But with WWE being, well, not WWE, like the world in general, where we're not able to always go to a show and, you know, cheer for these people, make signs, whatever. Um, they're gauging our social media a lot right now, and they're getting and they're going based on storyline. Remember the whole Lana thing with Lana and uh, Bobby yeah. Lashley getting married and all that yeah. stuff. It was like the highest rated segment, and they were forcing it like not really well, yeah, kind of forcing it down our throats because they got millions of views on YouTube or millions of like talks about on Twitter and trending and all this other stuff. But we got to save that. We got to uh, use that energy and keep it with Big E and not really try to sway away from it. Like keep shit like. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep, yeah. keep the momentum going for this guy, and like, let him know that we support this dude. And you know, you ain't gonna fuck up taking a risk with this guy. I'm cashing in. Oh boy. <laughs> oh. Carl. Uh oh. Carl. Carl. Hey, do I got a money in the? Do I do I got a promo in the bank? Yeah. Yeah, you're left. Carl, you have. You miss you miss my promo about Mongo. You have to go off for a minute on why. Uh, 
the Patriots are the greatest football organization. Oh, that's just blasphemy. Hold on, Nick. Nick I, I'll do you one better. Hold up. Uh-oh. Yep. Ah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Carl, I'm listening. Push me again. Push me again. To go off on why the Patriots are the best. Ever. Just pretty much go get down for the pass. So it's all okay. God, this is going to be awesome. I can't, I can't watch this. I can't watch this. I can't watch this, groom. I can't watch this, man. <laughs> all right. Hold all right. On. We got the shot clock up, and your time starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is DJ Mr. Brad. I'm here to tell you why the Patriots are the all-time number one dynasty in football. Don't you get <laughs> Because... They have been, they, <laughs> one player have actually managed to win, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six Super Bowls off of one player in the last 20 years. They were never able to do it, but they did it with just one player alone, their one savior alone. And they, on top of that, he built stars like Gronk, Julian Edelman, Corey Dillon. <laughs> Ty Law, please tell me this is more business. Oh no, you should, you should, keep going, keep going. I mean, and then they brought they brought brought us the biggest Super Bowl comeback in history with the Atlanta Falcons choking in the fourth quarter, and not even just the third quarter, in the fourth quarter as well. Time's up. Yeah. <laughs> God, you got lucky. That hurt. The Bills are not. That hurt. That hurt. <laughs> that hurt. He was dying. Honestly. He was dying. He was like, <laughs> "You recorded it too, damn man." <laughs> hey man, this is more for the on the internet forever, dog. <laughs> uh, I recorded it and sent it to Carl. Uh, I know. you did. All right. Oh Jesus. That hurt. He probably. Oh man, Carl, Carl, you said it from the heart, man. It felt it felt good to hear those words coming. Coming from you. I felt I felt a little built up like love from you. Yeah, like, I had you in my house, man. <laughs> there was some low key love there for, for Tom Brady. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I just basically said everything I hate about the guy. Just reverse it. See, was that so hard? Yes, <laughs> it was. You lucky I already cashed in. <laughs> yeah, you would have just cashed in and had you undo everything. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> can. <kidding. laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> well, if, if we get get your boy back in here working not, correctly, he, he still got one cash in left. Oh, you might man, you might want you might want to text him and see what he gonna you know sway him to do something with it. <laughs> man, but gentlemen, I have to do you all a farewell. Oh, oh he's back. Oh, Nick. Oh, okay, he's back. I'm really mad that I just didn't get the chance to hear that, man. I'm pretty sure that it was and oh, okay with that. It was beautiful. It was it's, beautiful. Oh, it's okay. It'll live on the internet forever. I mean, we got recordings of this thing. Thank <laughs> you. Sir. That, that was an IQ. But, but this guy's got to head out. I'll see you guys later. All right, Nick. Thank see, you again. See, Nick, Nick, tr- Nick trying to leave before he get that cash in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got things to do. I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, oh, yeah, take it easy. Cash and cash and cash. Damn it. <laughs> no. Damn it. <laughs> oh, Listen, I'm getting, oh, oh, you gotta he's getting a right time. You gotta you wait for the right time to cash in your money in the bank. Ask oh. Baron Corbin. Oh, <laughs> I was there. <laughs> well, shit, ask, ask Damian Sandow too. Ooh. Oh yeah, that's true too. John Cena. Uh, 
Johnson, yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute, hold on. Mr. Kennedy? Yeah, yeah. Well, he never oh. had a chance to cash his in. So. Yeah. Ron Strowman? Yeah. 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 So, do you think we need another King of the Ring? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I always take a king of the ring. Do you think he needs to be back as a staple pay-per-view every year? No. Yes, and I want it in Providence. <laughs> Providence I've... every year. Providence every year. No. Here's why I say no, man. Here's why I say no. Number one, you're risking a lot of injury. You're asking those people to perform three times in a night and put on good pay-per-view quality matches. That's but they don't risky. necessarily need to be pay-per-view quality matches. It's a pay-per-view. At least, <laughs> not At least not until the finals. Yeah. Well, how about that then? I mean, do it like how they've been doing it currently. They had a tournament and then the conclusion ends on a pay-per-view or something like that. That, that would work. Would, would, that, that. would that suffice? Yeah. Uh, how about this? What if we did it with time limits? Like okay. first, first round would be a 10-minute time limit. Uh, second round, 20-minute time limit. When you get to the finals, 60-minute uh, time limit. <laughs> Like to make it to make it seem like whoever wins this is actually a prestigious winner. Shut up, Gabe. I didn't have. I, I couldn't practice. <laughs> That's why it's called a promo in the bank. You gotta be ready. Just, well, hey. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> trying to cash in. I think he's trying to cash in. Oh, oh you can oh, cash in. Money. Nope, nope, not yet, not yet, not yet. Not oh, yet. oh, all right. The person get the, the payment as well? You got to tease it. You got to tease it. Remember me. Big market, big market. It was it ready. <laughs> but um, we're going to start winding down here, gentlemen, because I know Raw is going to be starting here in a little bit. I know you want to watch that three-hour fiasco. Whoa, we got cash. Here we go. Oh, oh shit! Boy. Here we go. And this is to the true fans of UWR podcast that are watching us. If you remember something, you remember that a certain co-host of mine had a certain fear of a certain animal. You need to sing the praises of Rocket Rocket Raccoon, Mister. Oh, Ryan! How oh. great of a character! And your professional un- undying love for the raccoons as an animal. Okay. <laughs> Very well. So, why he loves Rocket Raccoon and uh, how raccoons are the best race of animal raccoon, ever. I got your clock. And we starting now. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brian. I am one third of the UWO podcast. And as you just heard, my cohort decided to ask me to do a one minute promo on Rocket Raccoon. Now, as somebody who is a fan of great entertainment, I can honestly say that my fear of raccoons had to be pushed aside for this because I watched one of the greatest Marvel movies of all time, you know, with um, the Guardians of the Galaxy series. And Rocket Raccoon actually surprised me. It was surprised me how this foul-mouthed little rodent was able to help carry that group of misfits throughout the galaxy and handle his job and carry his weight while attending to a little plant by the name of Groot. When it comes to raccoons... He's a trait. He's a trait. As a whole, (laughs) raccoons, I've gone and gained a whole new level of respect for them. You know, I've gone back in time and watched certain films and certain scenes that included raccoons, and I've opened up to them a little bit. They're a little fuzzy group of guys. You know, it's not somebody you want to fuck with because if you catch them during the daytime, they might have rabies. Time, time, time. (laughs) 
should have stuck with Mongo. I should have stuck with Mongo, man. I <laughs> give him a double tap, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you missed yeah, it. You missed oh, it. Hey, no, 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 no. It's, 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 it's not missed. It's here forever. Oh, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to re-release this shit on YouTube. But, um... Gentlemen, with the, with the conclusion of the last Money in the Bank for this evening, we're going to also end this broadcast. It's been a pleasure to have you all here to join me to talk about professional wrestling, past, present, and quite possibly the future. Uh, you, the door is always open for you all to come back. Um, shout out to Nick, who had to leave early. Um, shout out to Kyle, who had to fix the washing machine. I can't believe that damn thing did that today, man. I'm so mad right now. Uh, Push Maytag. <laughs> <laughs> But um, before we go, um, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Okay, you can find me uh, on Instagram at MrBird1027. Also, you can catch me on the Cortex Prime podcast. You can find us on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, Spotify, uh, Stitcher as well. Um, you can follow us on social media at um, Facebook, Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast, Twitter Codex Prime Cast. We everywhere, damn it. We are here. All right. Uh, you can catch us on our Facebook page, UWO Podcast, where we stream our episodes every Sunday night. Uh, usually, whenever the boys are out of work, uh, majority uh, for the most time, Eddie. Um, anywhere between eight and nine o'clock. Uh, you can catch us on all audio platforms: uh, Stitcher, Breaker. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Always names Titcher first. Now, what the hell is Titcher? It, it, it's just a thing. It's another thing. platform. Man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Instagram, uh, UW Call. You know the, the Instagram. Uh, on Twitter. Pod. Yep. UWO Pod on on uh, Twitter. We are UWO four hundred one. Yeah. Hit us up and tell a friend to tell a friend. Hopefully you enjoy the shows. Word. So um, um, you can find you can find me in the dictionary upper side sexy. <laughs> well, hold on. We gotta... There we go. Oh, <laughs> I wish I had him. I wish I could do this on my phone. I put emojis. I put an arrow point to his face or something like that. Oh, that's great. But gentlemen, on, on behalf of myself, uh, sexy UWO, and he wasn't ready. Uh, that's been Wrestling is Trash, and we'll see you next time. Later, <laughs> right, everybody. Peace. Oh.